The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Welcome, everybody. I'm so honored to have you listening in and so honored with our guest this week, Blossom Benedict from Right Voice for You. And I just want to take a few moments to express my gratitude to each and every one of you for the feedback from my debut show, which was last week. And I'm just just so honored with with everybody reaching out and thanking me and all the cool things that happened while they were listening. And I just am so grateful for each and every one of you. And now on to Right Voice for You with Blossom. Hello, Miss Blossom. Hi, Glennis. It's so Thanks great. for having me today. You are so welcome. I'm so <laughs> happy that you are part of this show. It's just, it's just an honor to be speaking to you also. And um, we're going to be talking about how you took what we might judge as the impossible and took it and created it to be possible and even beyond possible. And I, I know a bit about you, Blossom, just from work we've done together and listening to you on other radio shows and seeing you and having sessions with you and all of that. And, and there's so much. I know that you could probably speak for hours about taking the impossible to possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where would you like to, what would you like to share with the listeners about about maybe an area that you did that with? Oh, um, goodness. You know, Right Voice for You, I'd love to chat a little bit about that. What Right Voice for You is, is um, it's a set of tools to really get you out of judgment of yourself so you can start creating the life you desire. Um, And for me, Singing and speaking was an area of my life that I always really, really loved. You know, I think my mom jokes I came out of the womb singing, but the the way she would get me to get ready in the morning or get into the car was by making up songs. Um, It was something that I really, really loved. And I continued to pursue it and into college and ended up moving to New York and uh, doing a lot of theater there. And what I found really interesting when it became a profession was how shrouded in judgment it became. Um, you know, I took something that I really loved to do and, and turned it around to something that I had to do perfectly. Um, it meant a lot about who I was. I got a lot of the, the value of just being alive from what I was doing. So I really twisted this thing that I love to do into something that, that, that was quite a bit more torturous. And the my discovery back to the work that I'm now doing is really about getting out of judgment 
of, of these things that you do well, that you do naturally, um, getting out of judgment of the things that you don't think you do well enough or don't do naturally, you can really just start enjoying creating your life again. Um, so for me, I would say having no judgment of myself might have been in the impossible category at times. You know, I, I could talk certainly about changing things with my body or my money that I thought were impossible, but how many listeners actually just don't even know that they can um, stop judging themselves and just truly create from from a space of ease? Well, and it's so true, Blossom, because at least for myself, and I'm sure many of the, the listeners, we're brought up with judgment. That's the, that's the right thing to do. We judge ourselves. That's how we motivate ourselves to make changes. You know, we look yeah. in the mirror, we, we, we do a talk somewhere, and then we judge ourselves after expecting that that's what's going to create the change. And yeah. that doesn't, if you could speak to that a little bit more. Um, absolutely. Well, you know, the, the thing, a lot of people are quite aware of, of negative judgments and what that creates in your life. And, you know, it's very clear you, you see a little kid sitting down and painting and you tell them that their painting looks terrible or you can't tell what that is. And, you know, kids shut down really quickly, creatively when they're judged negatively. Um, but, there's also this really interesting and sometimes devastating effect of a positive judgment, which which I found in my life, and people aren't really talking about as much. Um, and what I mean by that is if you if you tell somebody that they're a fabulous painter over and over and over, um, you know, how much do they then begin creating to actually receive that? judgment again. And I know for myself, that's a lot of what I created with, with singing. You know, people told me I was a great singer growing up. And um, before I knew it, I, I really craved that positive judgment so much that I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, um, I wouldn't just choose it for me and sing. Um, I was continuously in a state of judgment. And, and what judgment does is it, it, it actually cuts off your awareness of what could be possible or of what truly is. So it really doesn't matter which direction you're going in, if, if it's negative or positive. What you're doing is you're present in the moment, you're giving a speech, you're um, sharing something, you're having a conversation, you're negotiating, whatever it is. And the moment you go to judgment, now you're trying to figure out if you did it right or wrong. Um, if there was uh, something that you should have done differently, if they're reacting the way you want. Um, and as soon as we start to, to judge all of that, you, you cut off your awareness of what is possible or of what you could say or do differently that would create a different effect. Does that make sense? So it actually just takes you out of being present every time we go to judge, and we do it all the time. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense, for sure. And I, I expect that a lot of the listeners can relate. Something you brought up, Blossom, that I, I would like your, your awareness around is if if you do have somebody in your life that is doing something fabulous, um, in order not to stick them with the judgment of how fabulous they are, how do you acknowledge it without sticking them? Um, you know, 
there there are a couple ways to do that, and and one that I love is just bringing up whatever it is for you. So you can say, "Oh, I love listening to you sing." Is is actually an acknowledgement of it brings you joy when they sing, rather than necessarily um, you're such an amazing singer. Oh, okay. So you're an amazing singer is a judgment, and then they have to try to figure out um, where they fit with that. And if they agree with your point of view, um, you know, they can align and agree with it, or they can resist and react to it, meaning, well, no, that really wasn't good singing, and you don't actually know anything about singing. So they have to figure that out. Or she can go, I love listening to you sing, um, good or bad. That creates a really different space. That really does, you know, just looking at that and the, the energy of that, it just, I perceive it as so kind mm-hmm. and then they don't have to, yeah, wow, that, that's great. Yeah. So, and, um, I wonder where you can turn that around for yourself as well and, and stop trying to conclude about what you did and just really get the awareness of, is it fun for you? Does it work for you? Does it add more to your life? Right. Yes. Cause on top of people judging you, whether it's that you're fabulous or you're horrible, there's also the self judgment that you, that, that we all do to a certain degree of that, that locks us in. Yeah. Huh. And again, as soon as you go to figure that out, was I good? Was I bad? Was I effective? You're just not present. So now you've cut off the future of that conversation, negotiation. You know, I, we're talking about some creative processes, maybe singing or painting or whatever. But this really has to do with um, conversation, negotiation, business, all sorts of areas of life. Right. Yes, and I, I just wanted to to share with the listeners. Back in April, I had had a, a session with Blossom that really changed my life. I was doing a, a keynote speaking, and I just really felt drawn to to have a session with Blossom prior to it, even though I'd done a lot of speaking over the years. And that is the the one of the greatest gifts that that the session with you gave me, Blossom, was that I was able to do the speaking without any judgment. And what I really had the awareness of during and after was then I was able to receive everything, you know, just what you're speaking about in terms of if we judge, we cut off receiving. But everybody who came up to me and the laughter throughout and the joy and the space it created for people that listened and all of that was such a huge awareness for me that I'd never allowed myself to have no matter where I was speaking, because it was always, about, oh, I shouldn't have said it like that, or that person, you know, looked away, or that person left the room, or, you know, all of those judgments of how it could have been better, should have been better, what I'm going to do next time, that just wasn't there, which then allowed me to be me. Yeah, which is so exciting, and that's, that's all I ever wish to do in the work, in the work that I do, I'm always asking myself, what could we be or do or ask that will allow this person to be them? Um, the, the work I do is so different. I don't have the point of view that we have to learn to speak. Um, I have the point of view that we all know how to speak. We all know how to be us. We're all actually fabulous at being us. And then we we put on all these layers of stuff on top of that to to be us 
the most effectively or the most funny or the most whatever. Um, and so now we're trying to figure out what to say or in what order or um, how to make people understand our point. What I find is when we actually get rid of all of those things that we've learned um, and start stripping that away, the people know how to communicate. Um, people actually know how to be present and vulnerable. Um, so a lot of what I do is really, I'd say, unlearning and I challenge people to do things like not over-prepare. You know, um, there are a lot of people who, in order to get in front of a crowd, really feel like they have to know exactly what they're going to say. And, and I sort of look at, well, what if you were really present and then you could include the audience and whatever they desired in that moment in, in choosing what you were going to say or where you were going to go next? So... A really different approach when you when you started with the impossible that you've made possible. Um, you know, sometimes I think for people, what feels impossible is to trust yourself that much to um, allow yourself to get it wrong, to get out of being a perfectionist. You know, there's a lot of these areas that that we just people's stomachs clench up, their whole bodies freeze um, because we don't think it's possible to just have that much ease with being you, the good, the bad, the ugly, messing up, doing it well, whatever it is in front of other people. And I know after the break in a few minutes here, we're going to talk more about tools and techniques and how you've helped yourself and how you help others. But if you could talk just for a minute or two about willing to be vulnerable from 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 where we are in society, often that's such a wrongness or we hide from it or that's what we avoid. How is it that you incorporate that into being on stage? Yeah, well, vulnerability is something that is so misunderstood, like you said. Um, We think of, you know, if you're vulnerable, you can get hurt. And what actually occurs, if you let down your barriers and you stop trying to defend yourself or prove you're anything you're not or um, and you allow yourself that vulnerability, there is a connection that is created that is amazing. Um, what if people do not connect to you because they think you're perfect? What if that's actually a huge lie? What if the connection that was created was because they could see the humanness in you? Um, so what if we've actually been told some things and taught some things that are really working against what would create what we desire. Um, you know, I'm sure there's listeners out there who've had a moment where you finally were vulnerable and, and maybe admitted, hey, I don't have this all figured out. Can you help me here? Or where you were just really... Um, not sure where to go next and and ask for assistance. Sometimes that can look like vulnerability. And it really, it creates things in a way that is amazing, particularly on stage. Yes. And and I I expect that if if we all kind of 
remember the last few times that we saw somebody, whether they were acting or talking, you know, the ones that were vulnerable, the ones who were really, really willing just to be there and present and not pretend they're perfect. Those are the ones we walked away and we remembered the energy that was there as opposed to the ones who stood on on stage and told us information. Yeah. And that's the, you know, everyone often wants to know what's the it factor. How do you have the it factor? There's people that fascinate you. There's people that you want to watch. What is that? And to me, that is vulnerability and being. And when I say being, there's, they're not putting on a pretense of who they are. They're not having to do anything. They're just being who they are. And it, that to me is the it factor. It is so seductive to see somebody just being whoever they are and then delivering what they know. So I wonder what lies have you bought about what's required to be interesting or fascinating or in control that if you could let go of would allow you to be captivating, um, present, just by who you truly be. Wow. Wow, I love that. Now we're just going to go to a break and come back and Blossom will have you share more of that and some different tools and techniques with how to change this impossibility of self-judgment into total possibility of no judgment. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Would you like to change the impossible in your life to possible? Book a one-to-one infinite possibility session with myself, Glenice Hughes, and I will invite you to access all your magic and possibilities beyond what you could have ever imagined possible. Is now the time to create a life beyond anything you've ever imagined? This session is available over the phone, in person, and using Skype. For more information on this session or any of the others that I offer, please go online to www dot g-l-e-n-y-c-e dot net. Are you curious about entities? Have you always wondered if you have a special gift with entities? Join me, Glenice Hughes, in this phenomenal two-day class, Gifts, Talents, and Capacities with Entities. It will assist you in expanding and exponentializing your awareness and mastering your communication with entities. I will be taking this class around the world. I will be in Winnipeg, July 2013, Lloydminster, September 2013, Ireland, April 2014, and if you would like to host me in your city, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. For more information, go online at w www.glenyce.net
www.thepowerhouse.net. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Well, welcome back. We're talking to Blossom Benedict of Right Voice for You. And wow, you left us with some amazing things to ponder. And I wonder if you can share some more tools and techniques, Blossom, in regards for people, whether it's on stage or not, just in everyday life, of letting go of the judgment of themselves in regards to speaking or sharing or just being being them. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I love about the work I do is that there are some really pragmatic things you can do. It's easy to go, well, I judge myself, and we all sort of know that, but and and we all agree, sure, it'd be great to stop judging myself, but how do I go about that? You know, what do I actually do? Um, so the first tool that was ever given to me in Access Consciousness, and I don't know if you've talked about this on another show, but it's the simple uh, question is, who does this belong to or is this mine? And this question has really, 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 really changed my life. And uh, the first time somebody said it to me, I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. How can a thought in my head not be mine? And the way that works is that we're all just really, really so much more psychically connected than we have ever been willing to acknowledge. I was sitting in my lawn yesterday in my backyard watching these birds all fly together in this incredible way, and one of them would see something or have an awareness, and the whole flock would move a different direction. And we're really used to that in in animals, and somehow we don't believe that people are connected in the same way. Um, but what most of you have had an experience probably where somebody walked into the room and was in a bad mood and you knew it instantly, um, or you just had this hit you needed to call your mom and something was going on for her. So part of this is just if you begin to acknowledge how connected you truly are, how much awareness you truly have, well, then is it possible that you're also picking up on other people's thoughts and judgments and conclusions and decisions and fears and everything else all of the time? So this question I found for myself and, and for clients all over the world, I've been workshops in 14 different countries and have, have not found anybody who this did not change something for. You want to just start asking, is this mine or who does this belong to? Um, for all the judgments that you're having about yourself or all the conclusions you come to. And what I find is incredible on stage, you know, public speaking is rated the number one fear in the world right now. Uh, among whoever rates fears for a living. <laughs> it always cracks me up, but it's above, it's above death, it's above terrorism, it's above so many other things. And, and so what that means is you're going to have a lot of people in your audience who are, 
are freaked out about what you're doing or would hate to have to be doing what you're doing. Um, so you really want to ask when you pick up all that information, who does this belong to? Is this mine? You know, are you are you truly afraid to ask for what you want? Are you truly um, uncomfortable in front, in front of a crowd? Or is that something that you have picked up? And I don't mean to keep bringing this back to the stage because when I talk about the stage, my whole if you if you put a two by two box underneath you and walk around, I sort of picture that as the stage of your life. And what would it take for there to not really be a difference of when you're alone in private, just being you? And then what if you could just sort of pick up that stage that you be when you're alone and in private and walk it into a room with other people and be that energy? Um, out in the world as well. So who does this belong to is sort of my first go-to tool when anybody is stuck in judgment of themselves or freaking out. I, I always start with, well, is that even yours? And if it's not, would you be willing to just let it go, send it back for where, wherever it came from, and, and begin asking some different questions? So, Blossom, in... Uh... Some of the listeners may not be familiar with the tools of access consciousness, so this might be their first time ever even hearing about this. So mm-hmm. when they ask the question, so let's say they're they're starting to feel anxious about going on stage again, like you say, any area of their life, maybe they're making a phone call for a job interview or whatever, they start feeling that anxiousness. And then so all they are required to do is just say, well, who does this belong to and acknowledge that it isn't theirs? Yeah, so if it's not yours, It will lighten up in your body. When you ask that question, there should be a lightness that's created. And um, so if that's what shows up, then that means that it's not yours. And you just want to ask to return it to sender, to send it back to wherever it came from. That's great. And yeah. just play. It's it's one of those tools that you want to just play with because literally it was given to me, and I said this this makes no sense. How could this assist anything? And honestly, it transformed illnesses I had in my body, which is a whole other conversation and level. But I actually had physical problems in my body that I was taking on from other people. Um, So this question can be asked for anywhere that you're not creating ease in your life. And it truly is transformational to just acknowledge, wow, there may be thoughts, feelings, judgments, anything like that coming up in my space that don't even belong to me. Yes, and I used it. I I actually tried it in in a lot of access consciousness uh, facilitators and classes. They talk about trying it for three days. So about, I don't know, a couple days after I first heard of it, oh gosh, almost three years ago, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to give this a shot and do it for three days straight and just see because I, I was like you. I was like, how can this make any difference? Of course, all this stuff is mine it's always been there. It's got to be mine. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, by the second night, I had so much space in my head. It was phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. after doing it for that long, and, and then, you know, by the third day, then just finding there's so much, just became so aware of how really none of it was mine at all. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So that's the thing. You can go to therapy for 20 years and work on your issues and you may have some progress and you will likely not have very much progress in the areas that never belonged to you in the first place. (laughs) 
so that's why I love to start with this question. You know, it can be it can be anything. You can go, I have a problem with my mom, you know, and then you want to ask, well, is that mine? And you may get, that may be light when you ask that and you go, oh my gosh, no, it's her problem with me that I'm picking up on. Or it's, you know, the problem that everybody is supposed to have with their mom that I'm picking up on and creating. It's not mine at all. Um, so you want to start looking at that before you try to fix or change something. Is it even yours? And if it's not, can you just let it go and move on to something that is actually relevant to you? Wow. Yes. Cool. And so the other one that I, I really like uh, would like to hear you talk about is a lot of times people, I guess, especially people that I work with and most likely people you work with, they really desire to be um, themselves and on stage in some form or another, yet they feel what they say is fear. And they say because mm-hmm. of it, so they're so afraid, they then don't choose to take the steps to create whatever it is, speaking or singing or um, just a salesperson or whatever it might be. Can you speak about fear? Absolutely. Um, There's a couple of really interesting things that come up with fear. And the first is that fear feels so much like excitement in the body. Excitement and fear have so many similarities that they're often misidentified and misapplied. So the first question I'd, I'd ask listeners to ask is, is it fear or is it excitement? And notice which one of those two things is lighter for you. Um, I always, always say in classes, please don't believe anything I say. None of these tools are about me telling you what's going to work for you. It's all about what do you know. And so you want to be looking for whatever makes you feel light is what's true for you. And whatever makes you feel heavy or contracted in any way is likely a lie. Um, So just use that throughout the call or if you wish, throughout your life, I wonder what contribution that may be to you. Um, however, gosh, I just lost where we were headed. What were we talking about, Gwenny? So, yeah, when when you're asking, is this fear? Oh, or is fear this and excitement? excitement. Thank you. That is a good better than that. And actually. If you remind me, I'd like to talk about that, forgetting words and perfectionism and all that in a minute. But um, when you ask, is, is this fear or excitement, if, if it makes you feel um, follow what's lighter, and you may get, oh, it's excitement, and how much has that been misidentified? So meaning, you know, when you're a kid and you are at an amusement park for the first time going on a roller coaster and you're really excited and your mom looks down and goes, oh, are you afraid? Um, often, very, very early, we misidentify those two feelings. And how many people listening are actually really excited about the world hearing what they have to say? are really excited by the possibility that you might be an amazing contribution to the planet. How many people there are really excited to step into the unknown? We are trained to think that change is something that we should be terrified of and should avoid, but how much of it actually is exciting because it's the creation and generation of your life? I mean, if you knew what was going to happen every day of your life, how uneventful would that actually be versus um, 
creating something new all the time. So, so that's the first thing you want to ask yourself. Is this fear or is this excitement? And acknowledge the piece that you're excited about um, and just create, create anyway. Um, and then the other thing is, if that's not lightening it up, the other tool that I give people is usually it's not the fear. It's something underneath the fear. So you don't want to, you don't want to address the fear itself, like the being on the stage. You want to address, okay, every, everything underneath this, all the lies that I've bought about this that are keeping me stuck, am I willing to give those up so that I can see what's creating this? Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because a lot of the lies are either things people have said to us or we've said to us based on other experiences, which probably mm-hmm. weren't even ours if we would have asked, who does this belong to? Yeah. And yeah, so now if you can speak about forgetting words and perfectionism, I think that's beautiful. Yeah, so perfectionism is another thing that comes up in all of my classes, and I find it's something that really, really stops people from creating so much. And, again, I'm going to challenge that what if being trumps perfection every time? Um, I tell a story. I was actually on the morning show in Australia in December, and it was my first national television appearance. I was really excited about it, not afraid, truly excited when I looked at it. And I was asked to go on with seven tips for speaking in public with ease. And I said, would you like me to memorize these tips? Because that's not often how I work. And they said, no, we'll put them on a teleprompter. Um, So when you get to them, you can just glance over and then freeform speak about them however it comes to you. It's a great, it feels so wonderful. Um, I can actually be the energy of what I teach rather than, than working off a script. So we get there and I, we begin the conversation and I look over at this teleprompter and where my tips are supposed to be, there's a, a video of these kids in a classroom taking a test, clearly for another <laughs> segment of the news. <laughs> I was so, in that moment, I had no idea what to do. I was so thrown, I completely lost my tips. And here I am on national television, and I look over at the woman and I go, I have no idea what my next tip is. <laughs> And she starts laughing, and he starts laughing, and I start laughing. I make a joke. My joke makes me realize something else I have to say. The conversation continues. And uh, the, the things I want to illustrate from this is, A, I did wake up alive the next day. <laughs> but, B, I realized how many people have a moment like that in their life that they've turned into a story about how terrible this thing was that I'm now going to avoid. And I realized in that moment, all I wanted to do was be the energy of what I taught. It actually did not matter what happened. And so I, my demand was that I not judge me and that I stay really present and in the moment and be vulnerable and just see what shows up. So I got off stage and I sort of let go of any judgments that I had about it. And the next day I realized, okay, 
I don't have very many friends in Australia. Probably not that many people saw this. I could just pretend it never happened. And instead, I sent it to my whole list. I emailed it out to everyone I know. And I said, can you believe what I just did yesterday on national television talking about public speaking? I completely forgot what I was talking about. If I can do that and live through it, what do you think you can do that you've been terrified of or that's been stopping you? Um, And I probably got more feedback from that particular email than anything I've ever sent out because what people were able to see, and I sent them the video clip, oh, you got to watch this. And what people were able to see was that it actually was not relevant. It didn't matter that I'd forgotten what I was going to say. It didn't matter that two minutes ago talking with Glenice, I forgot where I was headed. It's like, where do we allow mistakes to be such judgeable offenses that we stop creating rather than just allow them to be moments that occurred and then choose something else? Wow. Wow. So I would ask listeners... Yeah, everywhere that you've stopped your creation because of a judgment of something that you did that was terrible and not perfect, would you be willing to give that up and allow something else to show up for you? Yes. Very cool. We are just going to go to another break. You've left us with some more to ponder. I love that story, Blossom. And when we come back, I'm going to get you to talk about one of my favorite tools, if we can call it favorite, for working with um, really being, being you with other people. So we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you been looking for ways to change your money situation? Join me, Glenice Hughes, for a free global teleclass, Secrets to Living a Rich, Abundant, and Wealthy Life. You can listen online, on your phone, or download the recording to listen later. It will be live on Tuesday, July 23rd, 7 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to www.globaltelaclass.com. You'll find my direct link to sign up under Personal Development. Are you willing to have it all? Would you like to tap into the magic the universe has available for you? Taking the five days to change Access Consciousness core classes can assist you with this and so much more. It offers tools that work to change what you'd like to change, support you in creating what you'd really like to create, and invites you to a life you've always known was possible. What if you could do this in the tropical sunshine and beautiful beaches of Mexico? Starting November 8th to 12th, I will be facilitating five days to change in Los Cabos, Mexico. You can find more information on my webpage 
at www.glenice.net. That's www.glenice.net. If you could change anything in your life, as if by magic, what would it be? Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back. I am speaking with Blossom Benedict from Right Voice for You, and she is leaving us so much to ponder. I am just so thrilled. Now, one of my favorite tools from Access and that I've worked with Blossom on and, and spoke about is the pulling of energy blossom. And I would love if you would share the different ways people in the audience can be, what they would require, and how to do that energetically by pulling energy or, or sending energy or however, however you would like to speak about that. Absolutely. Um, so again, this tool, fabulous for the stage, also fabulous in life for an interview, for a conversation, um, all sorts of things. So just want to start by saying that the way that we are trained in, in any most formal speaker trainings, but also in life, is that if you really want something, you should push energy at it. Um, and what I mean by that is your, the energy is coming from you, from your desire, and the other person. So when we speak, often that's what happens as well. I have information I want to share. It's coming from me to you. I am pushing energy to you, and then I'm trying to gauge if you have received the information, what you think of the information, that sort of thing. However, the energy is flowing from you to the other person, so you are not really getting a lot of feedback from them. And when somebody pushes something at you, what does it do? It actually makes you lean backwards away from them like, whoa, hang on there. So what we want to learn to do is reverse that energy flow a little so that instead of pushing ideas at the audience, you're actually pulling from the audience to you and creating a connection. So you're pulling energy through the audience to you, and then you can let a little trickle of energy go back to them so that you're connected to them. Um, But what that does is it allows you to receive information about what is it that they require to hear? Where is it that they're sitting today? Um, What can you be for them that would create the change that they desire? Um, Some of you may have even noticed I just flipped that energy in the explanation even from, from pushing to pulling a little bit. And many people hear this for the first time and believe I don't know what you're talking about, or I don't know how to do that, or how am I supposed to do it, or what does it look like? 
And what I would say to you is that I've never worked with anyone of thousands and thousands of people who couldn't actually do this. And it's one of those things that you really just have to pick up and play with. So the next time you're having a conversation with somebody, I would challenge you to just be aware um, of the conversation as it naturally is occurring and then ask to push energy while you're having the conversation from you to the other person and see what that creates. And then just say, all right, now I'm going to play with, you say this to yourself, I'm going to play with pulling energy from the other person and see what that creates. And it's amazing the moment you get the awareness for yourself that pulling energy actually fills both people up and feels so much more connecting than pushing energy. Um, You can really start to shift the way that you've been doing that. So those are the two main energy flows that are really simple to talk about um, and that will connect you to an audience of any size or a boss or anything else. Um, And then there is one sneaky other one, which is just flowing energy to people. It's a little more advanced to explain on the phone, but if you find that you're talking to somebody who is just depleted of energy, pulling energy actually will not create a connection with them. So sometimes you walk into a government building and these people just have to listen to problems all day long. They're depleted. And in that case, you actually just want to flow them energy, which means just fill them up with energy and then see what kind of connection that creates. So, Blossom, is it is it your energy? Is it universal energy? When, when you say flow them energy, where does it come from? It, that's a great question. And I would say it is, it is the universal energy. It's from the universe through you to the other person. We, there's so many misconceptions, especially in the really spiritual community, that we have to protect our energy, that we could be depleted, that uh, we could take on negative energy. And I just ask you, does that ever feel really light to you when people talk about it that way? Um, Or if you were an infinite being, could you actually ever be depleted of energy? So there seem to be a lot of lies around this idea of energy. And um, is it possible that you actually have access to unlimited amounts of energy and you just have to ask for it? So to answer your question directly, it is is from the universe and through you. And there is no shortage or lack of that energy available to be played with. Yes, yes. And that was such an um, expanded my life so much when I really started to play with the the energies and the pulling and the flowing and all of that, because I had lived my life very much in that, uh, the lies of I had only so much. And if somebody really wanted a lot from me, then I would be depleted and I would be run out and then I would get overwhelmed. And, And now when I play with all of the energy that's available, it's just so, it just creates so much more. And then that connection is there also with those that we're doing it with. And I know um, when, when we do it, at least, you know, one of the, again, something that really assisted me when I did that, 
speaking engagement is that I just kind of said beforehand to flow whatever was required. So I didn't have to look at the hundred people in the audience and choose what they required. I just to, to flow in whatever way. And that was so expansive for me too also, because then I felt up there like I was being as instead of pushing, which is what I had been doing previously. Yeah. You know, and the other beautiful thing that the question you just asked opens up is just an acknowledgement of the audience and of connecting with them in whatever way. Because so often people go to speak and, and everything turns inward. All the spotlights turn back in your face, meaning you think it's all about you. What are they going to think about me? Do they like this? But all of the questions you're asking usually come back to how it's going to look about you or how you're going to feel. Um, most people are not obsessing about you. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly enough, most people do not spend their day obsessing about you. They're also <laughs> in their, right? They're in their own reality, having those same thoughts about themselves. Um, what does this mean to me about me? Am I going to be able to get this or am I just going to have wasted my money on another seminar? You know, do I have anything to cook for dinner? Most people are really in their internal world that has everything to do with them. So, what if your being, speaking, whatever, in front of others really was much less about you than you could ever imagine, and you made it about the audience, about where they're coming from, about what they require, about uh, what you can be for them? When you give yourself a job to do, it, it's amazing how it turns the table from you being in your mind and judging yourself to actually you being able to have awareness and contribute to other people. Wow. And and you said something in regards to the pulling of energy and, and you said there's an abundance of energy. Is it all you have to do is ask? So is there something beyond just the pulling of energy that in an asking way or is is that is by doing it a form of asking? You know, I would say that by doing it is a form of asking and I would add that asking is one of the most amazing, powerful, dynamic tools we have at our disposal on the planet, period. So any other thing that you can ask or add to that, any question you can be is only going to enhance what you're doing. So some other questions that I often, often ask before I go on stage is what energy can I be for this audience? What else is possible here or tonight beyond what I ever imagined? Um, what space can I be for this audience? What do these people require of me? What do I require of me? Um, truly any question that you can be living in while you're giving your performance, that is not, am I sucking right now? That's not a question. That's a judgment. <laughs> Any, just had to clarify that. What am I doing wrong is not a question. Um, a true question has the energy of curiosity in it. 
You know, I wonder what they're receiving. I wonder what else I can be different. I wonder how I can deliver this so people can hear me. I wonder what I could say that would make this person see that I'm a good fit for this job. I wonder what I could be or do different. Any question that you add to your repertoire is going to assist you. Oh, those are phenomenal questions. And they just put you into that expanse, or at least as you're saying them, they just just expand my universe. And mm. doing that, like you say, before you go on stage or before you go to the job interview or before you make the phone call or before you sit down with your family for dinner. Yeah. Now, I would love, Blossom, if you would speak about all of the um, amazingness that we are going to experience this weekend at the Right Voice <laughs> for You classes in Calgary, because I know a lot of the listeners will probably um, be coming. And uh, what would it take to invite even more? Absolutely. I am just so excited. I'm packing my bags today, heading out to Canada tomorrow. And these Right Voice for You workshops are really, really special to me. Um, we have two and a half days over the weekend, and then a, a final day for people interested in, in figuring out how to empower other people they work with more. But the first two and a half days are really about what would it take for you to be seen and heard in the world, creating in the world in a way that works for you, um, to stop stopping yourself, to stop judging yourself. And it's a very, very pragmatic workshop. Um, people are going to be working on stage. Uh, we'll be playing with these energy flows we've talked about. We'll be reminding you of these tools, looking at what exactly is it that you've created that is stopping you, and what can we be or do that would change that now? Um, there are so many classes that I have attended or workshops in different areas where I absorb the information, and then I may or may not actually be willing to make that change. And one of the things that I really love about these Right Voice for You workshops, I sort of think of them as consciousness in action. When you're standing in front of an audience, you have to see, you get to see what you are and are not willing to choose. And that's not a place to go into judgment of what that is. That's a place for you to just acknowledge, okay, this is where I am in this moment. Now, what would it take to change that? What could I be or do different that would allow me to, to drop this lie in telling myself or this limitation I've been telling myself? So I'm always amazed. I just did a taster in Los Angeles. I got an email from a girl yesterday who had been terrified of speaking in front of groups for 25 years. She has not spoken in public. And she got up on stage during the Right Voice for You taster um, I happened, right, by chance, I happened to pick her out of the audience. And at first she refused to come up, and then I asked her a few questions. And five, ten minutes later, she was sharing all of these stories with us, and people were laughing, and it was incredible. She wrote me, and she just said, nobody can believe who I am. Um, and I'd just like to share with you, whatever you think you cannot change, what if you truly could change that? And these, the tools 
the tools work. I love facilitating, but I am grateful to be facilitating with an incredible toolbox that actually shifts this area for people. Um, so that's what we'll be playing with. And it's, again, it's not about public speaking or creativity per se. It's, uh, it's just the vehicle that we're using to, to get you to look at, gosh, where am I stopping myself with money, with my body, with any area of my life and not allowing myself to be be more of me. Yes, and I've been to many of your, your classes, and that is what, you know, I see everybody who goes on stage, they come off with with being them. And that's, you know, it, it's so inspirational to me because, you know, we, we don't ever see that as a contribution. And when we yeah. can see that as the contribution, then then we can create that life of ease which is what really I'm sure we're all looking for. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you're being you without apology, you that's when life becomes magic. That's when it's easy to create the money or to have a communion with your body or to have relationships that work for you. You can't do that when you're stuck in this space of trying to figure out what you should be or fit in or do things right. When we have all these conclusions in our way, you can't actually create the life that you're here to create and to live. So really, really fun just watching yeah. people step into more of that. Oh, that, I'm, I'm so excited for Calgary. So if people would like more information, what's the best way, Blossom? Um, if you'd like more information about the classes this weekend, you can go to writevoiceforyou.com. If you are not interested in the classes this weekend but would like just more information about these tools in general, you also still check out that site, writevoiceforyou.com. There's a place to sign up for a, a video series with free tools, more information. And my desire really is just to live on a planet with far less judgment in general. I see that it gives people so much of what they desire. So if there's anything this work can contribute to you, it would be a gift. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Blossom, for coming on this show and inspiring us and inviting us into more. I'm so grateful and I'm so excited to spend the weekend with you. And thank you, listeners. And we will have Simone from Joy of Business on next week's show. So I look forward to you all coming back. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Blossom. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.